This, 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 this is mythical. Hey everybody, this is Charles Neal from Dispatches from Myrtle Beach with my son Link from Good Mythical Morning. Mm-hmm. How you doing, Link? I'm doing good. I'm coming off of a romantic trip with Christy and I'm just getting back into the studio. Do I look do I look fresh? Do I look uh do I look rested or do I look worn out? Uh you look pretty fresh to me. So you must uh had a refreshing good weekend. So that that's great. No, I'm worn out. Oh. I'm worn out. <laughs> if you would have said I would look worn out, I would have taken that as a compliment too. Cause sometimes when you're on a romantic weekend, you gotta you you gotta it's it's about an investment. That's right. Yeah. It was a, it was both. It was both. You know, Nancy and I when we get to go to Austin to the big thing coming up, That's we're right. we're gonna try to have a little time together and sightsee and do some stuff too. So we might be give out when we get back home too. So, oh. Or refresh. So now when this one airs, this is after yeah, this airs right after Mythicon. So even though we haven't been yet, for them, we're just getting back from it. So it's yeah, we're kinda we're having to record this one before we go to Mythicon. But when we go to Mythicon, we're taking things up a notch. And then you and Nancy, you're gonna have some fun in Austin, just the two of you. That's right. You stay yep. a few extra days. I gotta get back because the kids gotta go to school. And oh yeah. Lando's gotta got that Halloween party he's gotta go to. So, you know. I got I got to get back to my duties. Nancy's getting ready for a yard sale this weekend, so Oh, we, really? Yeah, we what, what is this something you do every year or did she spring it on you? She just kind of well, she told me a couple of months ago she's probably going to have one. She told me what she won't going to do anymore when we did all the stuff from Sanford, but we're doing another one so Yeah, cuz at first you weren't living permanently at the beach, but then when you moved out of the Sanford house, you had a yard sale there. What kind of yard sale are you gonna have there? Have you already amassed enough crap that she's gotta start selling it off? I think I got two things down there that I might try, to, that I found that you know I might wanna get rid of. She's, hey, when you live at the beach and where we live at, you don't need new heavy winter coats and oh. you don't need all that stuff. And she's got a, a lot of stuff like that. I don't know about it. But who's gonna buy that at the beach? Like people strolling by your yard, going to buy like a winter coat? She's already had people come by today, three days before it's going to happen, and wanted to look, and she said, you'll have to come back tomorrow, Friday. I ain't got it all ready yet. How do they even know? There's these people who just, they have a, they go from yard sale to yard sale, and they have these this like sixth sense that it's about to happen. It's like, can I go up your elevator and go through your closet? I mean, what are they? <laughs> they want the best stuff. That ain't going to happen. They want the best stuff. <laughs> hey, she, she's got it on, um, I think, a radio advertisement Friday that it's going wow. on or some kind of... She's doing, She's got a marketing budget for this <laughs> this yard sale? Yeah, I guess. I mean, there's a radio station down here that you can call in and they'll, they'll do yard sales for free and tell them where it's at. So oh. works out pretty good. What are the two things that you're getting rid of? One of them was a big amp thing that I had used to, when we bought the golf cart. It had speakers in it, and it's got all kinds of stuff that I don't know anything about. Like a subwoofer? 
I think so. What are you? You're selling the sound system out of your Belch Life golf cart? Uh, hey, it, it was so strong with the amps that it pulled that it wouldn't even let you pick up the 94.9 radio station. So I said, I can't have that. Okay. What, what's the other thing? Oh, the th- a thing that you sharpen a uh, chainsaw blade with. You don't you don't think you'll ever need to sharpen your chainsaw again? Well, I got a file where you it no more than I use it that I'm uh sharpen it with a file. See, I think you'll be able to sell that. You know, people wanting to cut down trees and limbs and whatnot and keep their keep their chainsaw sharp. That's right. You heard it here first, folks. Charles is selling a chainsaw sh- uh sharpener. That's that'd be correct. Yeah. Did you notice I'm wearing my, my special white overalls again it looks like you're ready to come help me paint that's what it looks like to me well i don't think i asked you this last time i wore these why do painters wear white you know i've been asked that question probably a hundred thousand times i don't know you don't know but you should know it's you you're it and you wear white and i i i even looked i think it's because it's just a Good, clean, crisp color. It's white and it's cool and when it's hot down here. So I don't know what, and I'm not the only painter that wears, wears white. There's a lot of them that wears it. So I, All painters wear white. Like mechanics don't wear white. I guess they're not oh, out no. in the sun. I'm going to Google it. Why do painters wear white? Here we go. Because before I read this, Rhett was asking me this. I was like, well, I'm going to ask dad and I keep forgetting to do it. And now I'm so disappointed. You don't even know. You don't even have a theory. You're just saying because it makes you look crisp and professional? It has to have something to do with the paint. Like, you yourself are a blank canvas. Whenever you're doing your job, you get some paint on you. It's like flair. Like working at TGI Fridays. Like, hey, look at me. I'm putting a little fuchsia on your house and on myself. Well, that's what people say. Well, I could pick out a lot of colors that you've painted on, especially because I get more on my... I just I wipe some on my pants and stuff, so you know they they have they have a lot of different colors on them. What is the color that you paint the most? And I'm I'm googling now. I'm I've cheated a little bit. I started to read the answer. I didn't read the whole thing. But you tell me what color do you paint the most? Probably uh, tans and grays and some dark blues for shutters and different stuff. Well, let me read this. Why do painters wear white? This is improvy.com. Wearing all white allows painters to look cleaner. All right, Dad. First of all, that's exactly what you said. Yep. So I got to give it to you. It didn't seem like that was enough, but here we are. You're right. <laughs> but there's an and. It allows painters to look cleaner and worry less about white paint color spots on their clothing. Hmm, think about that. Often called painter's whites, the all-white look originated in the 17th and 18th centuries when painters made their pants from the white canvas sails of ships. Isn't that interesting? That's pretty interesting. I learned something today, and I'm 70 years old about painters. (laughs) Most colors used when painting are light colors. The light colors, like you're saying, the grays and the beige and the tan, will blend in with the white pants or overalls. White is a symbol of cleanliness. It leaves the impression the painter is going to do a nice, neat, and tidy job 
without getting paint all over himself and everything else. Well, you're right, Dad. And people have been asking you for years and you knew the answer and you didn't tell them. (laughs) You didn't tell them, Dad. I think we need to make up a better, I think it's like, because I also am the canvas. You know, that's an interesting thing to say, (laughs) I guess. Yeah, you look crisp and clean. I look I look fresh and clean. That's right. Yeah. All right, give me more of your dispatch. What have I missed in the past week? We went back home to Sanford and had to I went and was going to get us all something. We were staying at Candace and Carl's house mm-hmm. and I went to get us some we were trying to figure out what we wanted to eat and so I went I went to with uh Carl to Lowe's Foods. Because he said, Lowe's Foods, uh, the grocery store has a, I guess you'd kind of call it a bar in there, but it, it has different kinds of. There's a bar in the grocery store? Yeah, IPA beers and all, you know, beers where people make them yourself and you can go try them and they get them in there and where they're selling them and everything. And they had a new one in there that Carl wanted to go drink and, and taste it. So I went with him. There was a bar in the grocery store? Yeah, a place that sells. I've never heard of this. They don't sell uh, just regular beers. They, you know, the ones that people make, like local the, what do you brews. Call them? Yeah, local brews. But and, then you're sit, you're sitting in a grocery store, right? That's correct. <laughs> I mean, that just seems. Hey, and they got little, and they got tables in there where several people can come and sit and enjoy one of these beers during the week and stuff. So, I mean, every. Everyone's got a Starbucks in it now. I guess they can have a have a bar in there. It's right in the middle of a, right in the middle of when you come through and walk in, it's right in the middle of the grocery store. People can't miss it if they want to get a cold beer for the, uh go shopping. They can go in there and sit down and get them a cold beer. I've never been drunk at a grocery store, but there's a first time for everything. You know what I'm saying? Where's the rice? Where's the rice aisle? <laughs> these beers instead of having like 3.2 alcohol t- content they have like 6% to 10% alcohol content watch yourself you gotta hold on to your to your britches yeah this pretty strong beer you're gonna be bringing down the chip aisle just holding on for dear life covered in crinkles so when we left and I had went and Got us some potato salad and stuff to go with. We were going to go to Bojangles and get some chicken. And I got us some potato salad and stuff to go with it besides what they had. Yeah. Well, they got chicken at the grocery store too, don't they? I mean, it's not Bojangles. It ain't Bojangles. It ain't Bojangles chicken. That's right. Uh -uh. So when I was checking out at the counter, there was a man standing over to the left. He was just standing there, just looking at me and just staring and looking and staring and looking. And so when I got got checked out and, and was walking up, and he, he stopped me and he said, are you Charles Neal? And I said, yes, sir, that'll be who I am. He said, oh, my God. My son's been watching your son, Rhett and Link, for <laughs> 10 years <laughs> since it started. And we said, and then we found your dispatches from Myrtle Beach. We've been watching it. And he said, can I get a picture with you? And his son goes to Carolina. And I, I he said, can I get a picture with you? And I got a mailing. Well, he 
He took a picture and sent it to him. We don't send pictures to Carolina, Dad. You know that. I well, I yeah, we're Wolfpack. You know, we we Wolfpack, but hey, we advertising dispatches from Myrtle Beach to Carolina State, Duke, all of them. Wait, Wake Forest. Wake Forest too. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. You're right, Dad. You're right. Anybody, you know, I I I, I can't not let everybody enjoy dispatches from Myrtle Beach just because, you know. They go to Carolina, where else to go? Mm-hmm. This is a freewheeling thing for all of us to let everybody have some fun with. And uh, his son's name was Solomon. So yeah, give Solomon, a shout out. I, I'm, send, I'm sending you a shout out from Dispatches from Myrtle Beach. So when you listen to this episode in a couple of weeks, you, you'll know what your dad sent you a picture, and that's how I got your name. So It's for real. It's for real, yeah. Just, you didn't even have to ask. Do you know who I am? No. You weren't wearing the shirt? No. I got it. We got to send him more shirts, Logan, I guess, because yeah, we only sent you two. We got to send you like 14. So you, that's, that is the only thing you wear. Logan did better. <laughs> no, that ain't going to happen. Logan did better than that. She sent me, uh, I think, four of the green color and four of the white color. So I got about eight shirts. All right. Well. That's one for every day of the week, and then an extra one for when you get dirty. Oh man, i i would go I would go drink an IPA in a in a, a grocery store. I guess. I mean, anything to make grocery shopping better. Carl and Candace, uh, they go to this place up here pretty often to, to check out the beers and get the stuff. <laughs> they're they're connoisseurs of it. They're connoisseurs of grocery beer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, we want to bring you to our favorite bar. It's in a grocery store. (laughs) It's time for another edition of Myrtle Beach Mailbag. I got one from Adam Floro. It says, a husband says to his wife, I bet you can't tell me something that will make me both happy and sad at the same time. This is the husband talking to the wife. Yep. Happy and sad at the same time. And she thinks about it for a moment and then responds. What do you think she might have said? Um, I don't have a clue, Dad. I don't know. Happy and sad at the same time? It could be anything. Well, it sure could, but he said, your penis is bigger than your brother's. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I felt happy for a second for him, and then I, ooh, and then I felt sad. <laughs> Uh, bring the brother into it? I'm telling you. That's not, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Don't keep, don't, don't keep that in the family, you know? She's keeping it, she's keeping it in the family. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't do that. No, don't do that. Keep it very much in the family, like just with your husband, you know? Maybe she, you know what, maybe she just happened to see it. Maybe she just happened to see her brother-in-law's wiener. Maybe she just saw it. Maybe she went in the men's restroom and there he was at a urinal turning around to say hi to somebody. And whoop, it's my sister-in-law. Yep, that's probably what it was. You're trying to make this a good thing and I don't think that's what she meant. <laughs> I just, I, I, I don't know. I like to believe the best in people, but then the sad fact is then you disappoint him. But isn't that a better way to live? Like give people the benefit of the doubt and then it's like, well, they prove... They can prove me wrong, and then, yep, okay, I was wrong. Well, that's a good way to be. Well, I, I mean, Christy says, and I, 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 it makes me feel good when she says it. She's like, 
Link, you just have a good heart. So you want you want to believe that people are that they're doing the that they're doing the right thing. Maybe it's just a misunderstanding. Whatever the case may be. Me and you both, I think we come from the same cloth about that. So there's nothing worse than believing some, the worst about somebody, and then you realize that you were the one who was wrong. It's like, oh, now I feel bad for thinking badly of that person. I'd rather for them to un- unveil something that's like, oh gosh, I was wrong about you. I thought you were all right, but you can't you can't put your heart out there on your sleeve at all times, Dad. It, it could get stomped on. That's my problem. Christy tries to protect me. It's like, put your heart away. And just leave it out for me. I'll be like, okay, baby. Nancy does the same thing to me, trying to make sure that I do what's right, but also that I don't get let somebody hurt me or do something to me that's you know that she don't like that they do to me. She she looks after me just like Christy looks after you. So we got some good handlers, don't we? It's good to have. I'm telling. You. <laughs> Christy does. I you know she laughs at me all the time. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just so glad that you love me and that you you're willing to handle me. And like you know, in Hollywood, they got people that called they're called handlers. They just they point they point celebrities in the right direction and tell them what to do and then tell them when to stop. And that's what Christy does for me. When she... <laughs> so we we don't have to have we got we got special handlers. For what we got. <laughs> well, I got another email. And this is our second email. It's from James Goss. Okay. James had the client with the cat named Higgins. Oh, yeah. He was, if I remember correctly, he was painting a house for a in the room. He's painting a room for a cat. Yeah. And you correct. and you want to know what colors to paint the room. Yeah, that's what he said. And he oh, says, do we have an update? He says, thanks for the advice on Higgins the cat. He is loving his new room color. Which was what? We painted it purple. <laughs> well, you told him to paint it purple. You didn't paint it. Yeah, no. Okay. Is that it? Is that the end of it? Well, no, he's, he's got a thing on here. Just want to let He says, three men are sitting at a bar drinking Guinness's beer. Oh, okay. So he also threw a joke in. Guinness's. Yeah. And it said, the bar is holding a promotion that that day... Sponsored by the Guinness's Book of World Records. They have a stand set up asking patrons to come and break a world record. Anyone that can gets free Guinness's beer for life. Oh. Three men decide they're going to take a shot at winning free beer for life. Of course, yeah. As they are standing in line, the other two ask the first man, what are you going to try and get the record for? He says, well... Look at my hands. These have to be the smallest hands in the world. So he approaches the booth and walks off. When he returns, he has a giant smile as he shows off his free beer for life card. The two men ask the next guy, what are you going to try to break the record off? And the man replies, well, look at my feet. They've got to be the smallest feet in the entire world. He approaches the booth and walks off. He too returns with a giant smile, waving his free beer for life coupon. Two for two. So there's two wanted. Yep. Small feet. They asked the third man, well, what record are you going trying to break? And the man replies, 
Well, this is kind of embarrassing, but I've got the smallest penis on the entire planet. <laughs> I said, hmm. He approaches the booth and walks away with the staff. The two men see him angrily walking back towards them, clearly frustrated and with no free beer ticket. They asked him, what happened? He replies, who the hell is Link Neal? What? How did this get personal? <laughs> Why, you, this is, after all that, first of all, that wasn't a joke. That was a novel. I, I'm telling you. Yeah. And then it, it's about my wiener being smaller than, than that guy. I said, so what? Wiggle. We're going to have to call this guy. and Get him, and Higgins. Get get him in here and, and prove to him that he, them people screwed him around because you, you ain't got no small winner if you ain't akin to me. <laughs> well, I am, Dad. That's exactly yeah. right. You know yeah, what? That's right. You know what? Mine is, mine is not too short. Mine is not too long. Mine is just exactly what it needs to be. And it doesn't need to be compared to anybody's. And you know what, Hig? You know what, Higgins? Higgins is gonna get you in your sleep, Ta Dad. I know that you have a a way with speaking cat, and I know that you've talked to Higgins before. And I think now is a perfect opportunity for you to take up for your son, who has clearly been thrown under the bus. May and I'm assuming that you didn't pre-read this joke, that you no, didn't I know. Didn't. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> you when you were reading it to me. That was literally the first time you read it. You're like, I'm gonna choose this one because it's long. I bet it'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> I had to flip the page over. You didn't read the second page. No. Because <laughs> you never would have picked that, right, Dad? If you would have known that it was about my wiener. Well, I really wanted to, you know, to do like you said and and take up for you to, to know that this joke won't true. And if it if well, tell Higgins. It, I need you to tell Higgins what Higgins needs to do to whatever his name is, James? Yep. Talk to Higgins. Higgins is our agent on the inside. Meow. Meow. We're going to get you, James. Meow. Telling stories about my son. We, I'm going to come and scratch you and get places on you so... If you have got the smallest penis, you, you're going to have to get it worked on. So Higgins is coming to get you, coming to get you, James. So take that with that mm -hmm. contest for free beer. I love that. I love that now James, the one who just sent in the joke, is the one with the world's smallest penis. You're exactly right. That would be right. Take that, James. And Higgins, you know what to do. You know what to do. I got another email from Robert, and he says, do you have a name for the fans of your podcast yet? Oh, we haven't talked about this. No. So you know, a lot of internet fandoms have uh, names for their fans, or the fans name themselves. I mean, fans of Mythical, of Rhett and I, they name themselves Mythical Beasts. Then maybe we just throw, we don't have to, we don't have to decide if you don't, unless you have something in mind. Well, I got a little something in mind, but oh, great. I, I'm going to throw it out there for them, but they can send us some emails of what they would like to be called at yes. ratherbeshagging53 at aol.com. 
Mm-hmm. Letter B, no G on Shaq, and the numbers five and three. But I, I, I'm gonna throw something out there for him because you know we swing into things, and I, and I'm into shagging and dancing. So I, I, I'm gonna say we got some shagalicious fans. Oh, Sh- shagalicious fans, the shagalicious tribe of listeners. Okay, so that's an adjective, though. See, it's like okay. they got to turn it into a noun. I I really like shagalicious, but um, I just think that's a word that we need to be using more often. But there's definitely something with shag, shaggers, uh, dispatch shaggers, swingers and shaggers out there. What about you? Say swinging in, swinging into it. So if you you could be a swinger and a shagger. And those both have two meanings, and that we could add a third meaning, which is just to listen to our podcast. <laughs> so maybe the, it's the we have the makings of it, but yeah, let's put it let's put it back to the people. What do they want to call themselves? Because they are shagalicious. I'm telling you, we need your help. Let us know. Now it's time for a word from our sponsor. This is a thing that I buy moonshine over the internet and have it shipped to the house. And it's called Tennessee Legend Moonshine. And uh company sells it called Great American Craft Spirits for these individuals that make all kind of different moonshines and whiskeys and stuff. And boy, let me tell you something. This Tennessee Legends Moonshine, I always just get the peach and the lemonade. But I have bought the blackberry and I have bought the salted caramel and all of them, but you know, if you want to sit back and have some clear, clean, good drinking moonshine, where if you don't want to mix anything with it, all you have to do is pour, pour it in a glass, put some ice in it, and just pour it over it and just sip on it. <laughs> it'll, if you got socks on, it might knock them off, or at least it'll they, it'll roll them down where you you don't know what's going on with it. So. If you want to get some good moonshine, you can go to GACraftsspirits.com and order it. Tennessee Ledger's Moonshine. Hey, Link, me and Nancy were going over some stuff and we found some riddles for me and you to go over. But I I don't know the answers because she hid them from me and you don't know them, you know, so. All right, let's do it. It's time for a first edition of Riddle Me This Link. This is kind of familiar territory in that, like, sometimes you'll read a joke that neither one of us can get. <laughs> so this is kind of, okay. Yeah. So you've got, you get, Nancy's got the answers, uh, has given you the answers on the side. Yeah. All right, let's hear one, see if we can figure it out. This is going to make us smarter. It says, when I go in, I can cause some pain. I feel your holes when you ask me to. I also ask that you spit and not swallow. What am I? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. We're going to blame this on Nancy. You can't even blame it on an email. <laughs> All right, I know the answer to this one. The whole spit part, that's when I got it. Um, My brain's not clicking on this one. Um. Uh, the only place that I go into that causes pain that tells me to spit is a certain type of occupation. At the dentist. That's, is that, that's, all right, check. That's got to be it. Uh, that's it. <laughs> that's it. All right, see? 
We got it. That one was that one was pretty easy. Let's see. Let's hear another one. What gets longer if pulled fits snugly between breasts, slides neatly into a hole, chokes people when you when used incorrectly, and works well when jerked. Oh Lord. <laughs> Oh, okay. Slides neatly into a hole, fits snugly in between breasts. What fits between breasts? Like a a brassiere? I mean, saying breasts is very specific. Maybe a necklace? Like a necklace will drape in between some breasts. Is there another type of breast like chicken breasts? Fits snugly between, what fits snugly between chicken breasts? I wonder if I'm on the right track. Uh, I was thinking maybe I had two things, a piece of jewelry or a bungee cord, but I don't reckon a bungee cord would be something between the breasts. But Well, um, you know what? Anything between the breasts is, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. But it said it slides neatly into a hole, and then it could be used to choke somebody. <laughs> so yeah, if used incorrectly, yeah. it could choke somebody. Works well when jerked. I, we're gonna have to look at the answer, Dan. I, 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 I don't know. There's too many variables. How could this all fit together? Oh Lord, a, a seat belt. A seat belt and snugly fits between the breasts. Yeah. Oh, gets longer if pulled. It slides neatly into a hole. Ah. One more. It says a man goes outside in the rain without an umbrella or hat that doesn't get a single hair on his head wet. How? He's bald. That's my guess. Yeah, he's bald. That's He right. doesn't have hair on his he head? He ain't got no hair. All right, yeah. is that it? He's bald, that's right. <laughs> you got it. You All right, see, right over look there. at how smart. Yeah. And of course you were gonna say it too, so we both feel very smart. Well, it looks like we've come to Another end of Dispatches from Myrtle Beach, and it's been fun having all of y'all with us today, and y'all come on back next Thursday for another one. If you got a joke or question or comment you'd like to share with me, email me at ratherbshagging53 at aol.com. No email is a bad email. You know what? Challenge us. That's right. Y'all have a great weekend. We can't wait to spin and whirl again next week so link you got a special set of balls that's all i'm telling you oh <laughs> oh yeah that that came back up yeah appreciate that dad <laughs> you got me all right mm, so do you love you love you too see you next thursday <laughs>